mentioned when I did improv and done comedy in my life. And even you think about comedians, you know, the audience kind of gives them a roar of approval when they tell a couple of jokes that are based in like they, when they mentioned the, the hometown, you know, if they're doing a show in Miami or New York or Boston or whatever, they, they mention a, a local street or bar or, you know, and the, and the crowd's like, oh, you know, so, the, so even in those moments, they tailor the content and they tailor some messaging to the audience and the audience just eats it up. And, um, and it also shows that, uh, you know, you've, you've done your preparation. Welcome to the Amp Up Your Voice on YouTube podcast. This is the place to discover jaw-dropping ways to pump up your voice and create an experience for your listeners, either live in person or on video. I'm so happy to do a part two episode. Um, this is a sequel to our original episode with Michael Berger, and I'm so pleased to have him. He's a great friend of mine. He is a psychotherapist and training consultant, and he is the founder of My Therapy, My Truth. And uh, I'm so proud to have him on the show today. John, thanks so much for, for having me back. It was such a great conversation last time, and I think we gave your listeners some good good content, some good, hopefully good, some good information they could use. And um, yeah, just psyched to, to be back. And um, and uh, you know, ready to 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 give your listeners some some more some more uh, nuggets that they could use. Oh yeah, I am psyched. I am so happy to hear you because um, we had a beautiful conversation probably uh, a few days ago, just catching up with each other and talking about how this year has been some crazy craziness. 2020. I don't know when you're listening to this show, but uh, we're just finishing off 2020. We're entering 2021. And I wanted to talk about starting things anew and far, as far as communication goes, because remember this show is called Amp Up Your Voice on YouTube, right? So a lot of people that are listening are people that are creators. So I'm curious, um, what are some ways that we can get better in uh, communicating our message on uh, YouTube and beyond really? So I think the first thing with any communication uh, is know your audience, right? Know who you're speaking to. So many messages can fall flat because you're the, the speaker is um, well-intentioned, has good content, but they're directing at the wrong people. Um, so, uh, you know, whenever you create a message, whatever the venue or format is, take a moment, okay, who, who, is, who is my ideal audience or who are my clients? So you can really tailor your message to them. And uh, so when you look over your prepared remarks and we're going to say uh, that, you know, once you identify your, your main audience, it could certainly uh, impact the words you use or alter the message that you use. Um, so th that's that's number one, you know, before, you know, I, you know, I know like you, Sean's very excited to put the camera on or let's let's start the podcast. You know, you want to rush into the rush into it because it's very exciting, but where they slip up is they don't take enough time to prepare and, and preparation starts with, okay, who, who do I want to hear this message? Who's going to be my audience? And they keep, keep that in mind uh, when they're crafting their, their, their message. You know, is it, you know, is it uh, business executives? Is it artists? Is it salesmen? Um, is it, you know, educators? Uh, and so once you identify that, again, you'll be able to tailor the comments and the message you're going to you're going to deliver 
so that they so they can really um, it can really hit home that they can really identify they can relate and it's certainly be more in, impactful and they're going to get more a more engaged audience. Yeah, I think that's such a great point that people miss the mark on. I know I have in the past. I even think when I've attended, let's say, a class like in high school where um, it's a chemistry class or something su such as that, and the person is really good at knowing the material, but they don't really tailor it for what the audience is eager to learn. Like that we're younger people, we're looking at things in a different way maybe than the material that they're delivering it as. And if they had tailored it to you know, our interests, um, relating it to things that we're most excited about, how much more could that material become alive versus just rolly explaining like how molecules work or something like that. So I totally get it. And it's really transformed whenever I communicate, like creating all this content, 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 and you're not really focused on um, that end user because really YouTube and video platforms are really um, a communication tool and it's a uh, center to receiver, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I love what you're saying. I mean, even, you know, you mentioned when I did improv and done comedy in my life. And even you think about comedians, you know, audience kind of gives them a roar of approval when they tell a couple of jokes that are based in, like they, when they mentioned the, the hometown, you know, if they're doing a show in Miami or New York or Boston or whatever, they, they mentioned a, a local street or bar or, you know, and the, and the crowd's like, oh, you know, so, the, so even in those moments, they tailor the content and they tailor some messaging to the audience and the audience just eats it up. And, um, and it also shows that, uh, you know, you've, you've done your preparation, you know. Um, so once you've known your audience, I think first, it's also uh, your presentation. So th that's two things. One is your appearance. You know, I've done a lot of uh, reading on branding and um, it can intimidate some people, but you, you know, your brand is really who you are and who you want to present to your audience. So, you know, are you want, is your brand a laid back person? Are you excitable person? Or do you want to come across as professional? Um, and the answer to some of those questions uh, it should be aligned with, or will help you choose, choose the right outfit, you know, when you go online. You know, you may want to do a t-shirt and shorts, but if you are an executive or you're professional, eh, you may want to think twice, uh, you know, about, about that clothing choice. It, does that fit not only who you are, but what you're wanting to get out there? Um, yeah, that's, that's huge because like, I think we're such a visual. Yeah. Um, it's such a visual medium. 90% of your body is covered by clothing or or how you're dressing. So you, a lot of times you're not even thinking about that, but that is your communication. Not only that, that ties into the thing I was gonna talk about a little later, but you know, what you said is a good segue. Uh, it's body language. You know, um, your body uh, can communicate quite a bit. Uh, you know, uh, you can communicate a lot of messages without even speaking. You know, your body communicates you know, as, as most, I'm sure the listeners know, you know, you know, if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, and you, you probably know when they're upset, even if they haven't said anything, right? Because how they're, how they're carrying themselves or how they're holding themselves, or, you know, think about the people in your lives who you, who, you know, are confident, 
you know, what's the first thing you really think about? You probably think about how they carry themselves or the opposite people who are, have low self-esteem or down, you know, what, what, what's the universal signs, right? Their head is down, they're slouched. Um, maybe they got, you know, very low voice. There's no energy there. So be aware of the body language, especially if you're wanting to do a, a kind of persuasive messaging or communication, the body should, um, you know, you should be standing tall and, and projecting that confident uh, energy. Let me ask you this on that to delve a little further. Uh, is there a time that you were able to use your body in a specific way that helped you, whether it was in um, said the psychotherapy realm or improv or doing training that really helped you? You know, I think, uh, I mean, I think in all those areas, uh, you know, I also in my background taught English to adults and, you know, using the body to act out um, a message or certain vocabulary terms helped the students really understand, you know, the word I was trying to teach them or the, the message I was really trying to teach them. Um, in, in, in my role as a therapist, using my body uh, has been helpful a couple of times. I could mirror what the client is, 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 is showing up as or how, what they're demonstrating to kind of show them uh, to like, to, to make them aware of a blind spot they may have. Like I tell them like, you know, when you, when you said that, you know, this is what your face looked like. And I'd imitate the face or, you know, you, this is what you're, this is what I'm seeing your body doing right now. And I would um, show them. And so when they'd see me contort my body or move my face, um, it, 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 to, to, to really, to drive home the message, it would really help them understand deeper about maybe how they felt about what they just said or what's going on for them. Um, so that's, that's really been helpful. And, and as a trainer, uh, yeah, especially when wanting to, to, to uh, be persuasive or using energy, I could uh, jump up and down or um, use my hands to amplify the message. And I noticed that when I did make those choices, uh, I, I felt more engaged with my audience and they they've appeared more attentive to the things that I was saying. Um, body language is also good eye contact, by the way, you know, taking the time to make eye contact, which it might be more challenging YouTube, but you look in the camera. But yeah, th those are the things that come to mind. How about you? Well, I'd underline and put an exclamation mark and put a star and circle when you talked about the idea of um, showing versus telling. Like, uh, I feel like that is like the number one thing that I've learned with body language and just in general, when you're communicating a message, if you can show versus tell, it's the most powerful thing. Like you could say, oh, I went to a, um, an amusement park and we got on this cool roller coaster and you could give a speech like that, that'd be great. Or you could say, hey, John, let's check out the coaster. Ah, oh, it's over there, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, and if you get into the dialogue of the moment, you kind of act it out, how much more powerful a moment is that like in when you're presenting? So the more you can show the better, whether you're on YouTube, in person, um, just getting in those moments and like recreating it for people is huge. And you've got like this big, palette in front of you like you got your body right you, you you got arms you got legs you got that face so there's a bunch of things you can do and a lot of people aren't even touching they're not even scratching the surface of what they could do 
Yeah, and I, and you know I love your 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 uh, analogy there, and um, you know I I, I was uh, picturing you on that ride there and having that experience. And as I was listening, you actually reminded me of one one other suggestion I have to the listeners, which you just role modeled so well, and that's the tonality of your voice, the vocal variety. Uh, you know. If you, uh, I'm sure everyone knows, remembers a teacher in their life or someone in their life who speaks like this, very monotone, and I don't want to listen anymore because this person is boring me. Uh, so yeah, so be aware of your inflection, uh, especially if you're, again, wanting to be persuasive, um, show um, excitement, you know, where your, your voice goes up, you know, like this, I'm really excited about what I'm talking about, and you can slow down, and, or you can soften your voice if you're getting to a point in your messaging where you want to drive home maybe more serious matter, or, you know, really you want them to ponder something or to think about something. So the voice tone, the tonality really is important, especially on, on the, the, the format of, um, uh, of YouTube, you know, because you're not face to face. So you, you I think I, I feel like you need to work extra hard or be more mindful about how do I keep the viewer engaged when I'm not in the room with them. And part of that is how you use your voice tone. So true. So true. It's, and I've even mentioned the idea of separating it out so when you speak you don't speak in like long like run-on sentences that just become word after word and when you talk it's just like paragraph after paragraph of monotony but instead separate and punching each word out in a different way adding a different flavor a little light people can really grab on to the words a lot better than if you just set it in, a, in like a real monotone kind of fashion. oh yeah and tone matters you know uh, for example if you say something like uh you're sitting at the dinner table and you say um something you know it's like hey, uh, pass the salt tape you know could you pass the salt could you pass the salt pass the salt you know so <laughs> it might be a silly example but uh totally you know, different meetings there tone right exactly yeah right? But your tone communicates meaning, you know, so you could have, you could have the one statement or one sentence, but the meaning could change. The words could stay the same, but the meanings could change based on your tone. So what I'd recommend to the listeners is when you are crafting your speech or, or your messaging, uh, practice it. You know, um, I recently wrote a, a script for a commercial that I'm with, uh, a, a video commercial I'm going to put on my website. And what I did was I, I, I read the script out loud and, my, and recorded it and then I played it back. And Sean, it was such a powerful tool to hear, hear it played back to me. And so I really listened for like the, the, the pauses, the tonality, like we're talking about. And I was able to make you know, some changes as a result and I'm really excited about the finished product. So that's what um, I would want to drive home for the, the listeners is, you have an idea what you want to say to your viewers, take a moment and, and record it, practice it and, and play it back and see how you feel or have a friend or family member listen and see how they're feeling when they're, when they're hearing it back and uh, you make changes as needed. Yeah, no, that's a big point because I'm all about how are you actually going get, to get across doing this stuff 
and actually implementing, right? So if someone wants to start doing some of these things, one of the greatest things to bet, get better at feedback for yourself and getting better at proving yourself on YouTube or wherever you're communicating is to have some type of feedback and recording yourself with a, a little audio recorder or using a, a camera, your iPhone. Um, there's a bunch of different ways you can just see that playback and listen to yourself and get some feedback on, hey, what could I work on? What could I do a little bit better? Um, I also like the idea that you're um, using like spacing, like when you're communicating, because, you know, everything I've learned with Toastmasters when I would start, when I used to do Toastmasters in the beginning, I'd write out a big speech, write out all the words, have it all prepared. And literally I could have slashed out like 90% of those words. And I'd suggest yeah. that when people yeah. prepare all this content, slash mo most of it and keep just the key essentials and then make those key essentials way more dramatic as far as tone, as far as acting it out, as far as gearing it to your audience. If you just keep to those core essentials, have some space that you can play with, that is a big um, kind of winning way versus just um, creating all this content that overwhelms people and they just get lost in it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's spot on, Sean, absolutely. And, and it was one of uh, the strategies that I was gonna share with you and the listeners was just you know, being concise. You know, so I would, I'd suggest, you know, have your messaging and then take it through the litmus test. It is what I'm planning on saying, uh, you know, through YouTube or, you know, whomever I'm going to speak to or wherever, is it concise? Could I make it more direct? I know for me, when I was younger, I would often pride myself in going on and on and sounding diplomatic and, and uh, using as many words as, as possible. And you said it best, you know, a, a friend of mine was hearing me and he said, you know, I get lost in what you're saying. You know, you're, you're not direct, right? And I really took that to heart. And um, ever since I've been really more aware of that. And one of the um, feedback I get and have gotten from, from clients that matters the most to me is they say, I, I really like how direct you are. I really like that you get to the point. And um, so yeah, I, I'd say when you have a message, just re when you're reviewing it before you press record on YouTube, ask yourself, is there any way I could make this more uh, concise? I love it, man. Because yeah, if you're, the thing that you really want is just own your, your topic and think about, you know, I found that, um, less is more and, yes. uh, you know, and you know, you can totally um i almost think of like a, like a kindergarten class like when you're painting in broad strokes like people understand that and it's super clear and you can make anything clear like if you have the mindset to do that that's what i believe yeah and so be aware of your word selection um and just be aware what what is it that i want my audience to know so i'm going on youtube or i'm going to do this presentation what is it that I want them to know and what's the most direct route to, to communicate that? Yeah. And, and I think um, one of the other things that, and it's kind of coming across when you're communicating, it's just something as a natural part of what you're doing is you're constantly giving me examples, you know, of you doing improv of all of the things that you've done um, 
you know, in your past and all of the experiences that you've had, like that brings it alive versus you just giving me some definition. Like I at least have some of your personality and person put in like the example, which is amazing. The listeners will know uh, the people in their lives who they look forward to getting together with, or the, they look forward to listening to whether, you know, the teaching is if they went to college, you know, they all had their favorite professor or, you know, they had their favorite boss. Well, what made them your favorite professor, favorite boss or colleague? One of the reasons I, I, I would argue is that it's probably because, you know, they're really engaged in their personality. They probably are really good listeners. Good communicators tend to also be good listeners. And so if you can show that in your messaging, uh, in terms of getting really getting your personality out there, whatever that is, you know, your authentic you, uh, chances are you're going to really connect with, uh, with your audience. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot. We talked about, and tell me if I miss one, being concise, using um, tonality correctly uh, and, and varying that, using your body fully to really show uh, versus telling. Um, gearing all of the messaging to the audience, um, your appearance. Um, what would you say is the best way to practice all that? Because let's say I'm a YouTuber, I'm listening to this, and I want to step up my messaging and really take things to the next level. I've got all of these things to work on, but how do I actually do it? Yeah, it's a great question. And it, it all goes into the time that, that, that you take in, in uh, preparation. You know, when, when you say, okay, I'm going to put out another video and you get a sense of an idea of, okay, what, what is it going to look like? Uh, what I want to, you know, I've identified my audience. I, I can know the message that I want to share. Uh, before you jump in and press record is take the time to practice it. So whether you're, you're you know, uh, you've got these strategies down, whether you're doing it in front of a mirror or maybe you're recording yourself through video and then watching it back. You know, again, a lot of people just jump right in to the video and um, because they're excited, which, you know, we're excited to, to because we're communicators. But if you take the, the extra time just to prepare uh, to, to what we talked about earlier about uh, recording your message audio and then and playing it back so you can hear your, your tonality and how you're expressing it. But you can also do that with video um, or in front of a mirror and or in front of family or friends. And, uh, you know, let them know this is what I'm looking for. This is the, the specific feedback I like about kind of what I'm trying to get across and then give the message and you can keep doing it until you feel comfortable that you've been able to uh, have a, a good vocal variety, you know, the energy, the appearance is good. And once you've done that, then feel like you're ready for um, ready for showtime. Right, and, and I think all of this is really one of the best self-improvement projects anyone could ever go on. Like working mm -hmm. on yourself so that you're better on video is one of the best ways to transform yourself in all mm -hmm. ways of life, like your own personality, like coming across better, communication skills, everything. So it's super exciting just even working on this process for me. So I know that if you really own this and go after it, like it can really improve all aspects of what you do, really. Yeah, and that's really inspiring. You know, as good communicators, I believe, are into you know into personal development, improving their lives, and uh, and I, I agree what you're saying. And if you if whoever the communicators, you know, they're listening, you kind of see this as I'm a professional. 
you know, professionals usually take the time to hone their craft. And uh, most, I'm sure most of the listeners want to improve the communication because they are wanting to improve their business or improve their income somehow. And so look at it as a job, you know, and take the time. I remember the quote of Lincoln. He said something to the effect of, if I had seven hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend six sharpening my saw, right? So take, take, just take those extra few minutes to prepare in the things that we've been talking about. And I'm confident you're going to be happy with the final product. I love it. Is there some comedian or someone that you look up to that you feel exemplifies some of these things? Because I know you're big into that comedy realm um, that uses some of this to, to great effects. Yeah, you know, I'm mean, the first, first one that comes to mind in terms of in the comedy world, I think most listeners will know is you know, uh, Dave Chappelle, a good storyteller. That's another strategy, by the way, to be compelling and engaging. Um, you know, because he, the way he tells a story, he's kind of like a stand-up philosopher. You know, you can tell he's really intelligent, well-read. And uh, so he, he, the way he tells his story and experience, it has you leaning in more. And then he, many of his punchlines are surprises, like you don't even expect it. Um, you know, and so, and I'm glad you asked that question because what I'd recommend for the listeners is to, um, is to uh, answer that question for themselves. Who in their lives, maybe they know them, maybe they don't, or maybe they've been role models. Um, do do they find a powerful speaker? Have they have they who have they experienced that they would say, "Wow, this person really exemplifies all the characteristics or strategies that we've talked uh, during the podcast." And they can be the role model, whether you know them or not, personally. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, Sean and I, when we, you know, when we were doing Toastmasters so many years ago, I know that I was very uh, focused on how I was communicating and then even more so how others communicate. You know, one thing about the Toastmaster Public Speaking Club, it's, it's, it's wonderful in so many ways. One of the things that stand out is it really made me aware of how many times I use um or ah in between my words. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Sean, but I was very mindful of it, not only me, but even more so and when watching people on TV speak. And I was surprised. I mean, people who spoke for a living would constantly use um, uh, versus just like a pause, a quiet pause, you know, and um, there I did. I just did it. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I would, I would suggest to the listeners. No, that's huge, because if you can just look at baby steps, like just getting clear and clear on those messages and how you come across in all ways. And one of those things, yeah, those filler words, we tend to use those. For me, my big culprit is basically, I say the word basically, and then what I'm about to say after that is not basic at all. It's like some big long thing. So uh, yeah, so I definitely got to get better at that. But we're all, uh, we're all on this journey together and we're all learning and growing. And I love um, that example, Dave Chappelle. You're right. Look at people that get you inspired and excited um it's about vision right it's about like what's possible in right seeing yourself absolutely absolutely so many great examples out there and who can be role models for you and 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 uh you know you can see them uh, communicate and maybe for those that might feel intimidated or doubt themselves if they if they 
choose this person to look up to. Just remember that person, whoever you've chosen, they had to start somewhere too. You know, they had to take the time to really practice and hone their craft and look at communicating like not a talent, but a skill. And like any skill, it can be improved. You can work on it and get better and better. And and you, if you kind of commit to that work of looking as a skill and working on it and putting the time to to prepare, you're gonna you're going to be if you're not already a, an effective communicator. Yeah, it's inevitable if you work on all of these things and you develop yourself, and uh, and if you do it, I think if you do it right, you're gonna have fun doing it. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the. That with the fun, you know, when when you are, this is the last one that I wanted to share today, is when you are preparing the messaging, uh, have fun with it. Maybe get some music in the background, you know, uh, get 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 your mood elevated, and, and and certainly have some fun. Be in the moment. Try to not be in your head too much. I know I can struggle with that from time to time, and that will certainly now it'll come across. It'll not only help you enjoy the the process. But when you are actually recording the video, if you're doing YouTube, you it's going to come across as more authentic and engaging, and you're going to be speaking from the heart, you know, whatever the content is. So, uh, so I'm really glad that you said that, and uh, that that's uh, I think that another strategy that can be so helpful. Yeah, I'm, while we're talking, I'm looking at this book that's on my desk, and it's called uh, "The Ultimate Confidence Game." It's a pretty good book, but it has a picture of a of one of those levels on one of the games like Super Mario Brothers, I believe, like something like that. And you could think of this all like a game. And this is like leveling yourself up like to the next level um, with these different strategies that you're giving, really. You could think of them as adding to your to your points or to your score. That uh like if you're trying to shoot for uh getting to that next level or or uh, beating the final level in the game. Like you really want to get as many of these points as you can. And like, this all helps um, you play the game better. So if you, it's kind of a fun way to look at it. And uh, you're right. If you, anything you can do to frame it in like a fun way for yourself is huge. Yeah. And if you look at it like a skill and as a competence, you know, Webster's uh, dictionary defines competence as having the capacity to function or develop in a particular way. So the key words here, of course, are, capacity and, and 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 develop so if you approach it like it is a skill and not compare yourself to who you feel is a great communicator you will stick with the process you will feel more um, confident uh, in your ability and also feel more compassionate if you feel like okay i'm not quite where i need to be i'm not really that competent in it well no you're you're developing it it takes time like any skill it's going to take time and just keep on putting out content keep doing it you know don't overthink it just keep on practicing keep putting it out don't expect perfection just keep putting out there and using these strategies and you'll get where you need to be i love it keep creating yeah getting out there and uh making your mark and offering your voice. And so it's a very exciting thing that we're contributing to with this as well, as we are today too, with this podcast. So um, this has been awesome sharing this time with you, Mike. We're going to definitely do a part three because we, you know, 
this is an ongoing thing. I'm loving it with you. Um, we're always, always so much great insight. So how can people contact you to find out more? I know you've got My Therapy, My Truth, and that's your website, correct? Yeah, that's my website, uh, mytherapymytruth.com. And uh, really excited about, about the site. And, you know, I certainly offer um, therapy counseling services, but also, you know, training, uh, consulting, and yeah, I'd be happy to, to talk with anyone who wants to learn more about what I can offer. Um, you can leave me, you go on the website, leave me an email, leave me a message, love to talk to you. Oh, that would be great. I encourage any of the listeners who want to learn more to contact Mike because he's very um, approachable and, and someone that really cares, that wants to make a difference. And uh, so it's been a pleasure uh, to share these ideas. Hopefully everyone got an amazing amount. I know I did. It reinforced a lot of ideas that I had known but not really thought of recently. And, um, and also some of the things that I know that I think about a lot that are important. Um, so I, I really feel like this was a, a time well spent for us to help people get their message across in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said in the beginning, uh, what a pleasure. You know, re really enjoy connecting with you and uh, offering information that I hope makes a difference for for the listeners, improving the communication. Certainly, a topic that that I love to to talk about and have spent a lot of time in my life uh, being mindful of and improving. So thank you so much uh, for the invitation, Sean, and I'm happy to come back anytime. All right, Mike, loving it. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening today to the Amp Up Your Voice on YouTube podcast. Please subscribe so that you won't miss an episode.